everybody. Welcome to week three of Sundays with Shortland. So this week I had a couple questions that I've grouped into one, uh, a few minor comments, um, and, and a request to go through uh, Toulmin's philosophy of argument, which I will agree um, I had to rush through just a shade uh, during the lesson on Thursday, just because of kind of the stuff we were going through in terms of the, the putting it together, the personality test and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really glad someone actually asked that so I can actually spend a few more minutes just outlining um, what Toolmins is and kind of how it's used. Because it is really, really important and it probably will be uh, part of the first quiz that you get. So let's do the first question um, about where the grades show. Now, Top Hat does show your grade, but I want you to ignore it. And the reason for that is when we traditionally use Top Hat, um, one of the things that it logs very, very well is it logs participation. And then we can do uh, the quizzes on it and it can log correctness. So you get kind of attendance and you get correctness all in one. With the virtual world, and I think to be flexible to some of the kind of the, the, the COVID um, restrictions that are happening on people's ability to attend, things are coming up, you know, these are things we're all adapting to. I've actually taken the attendance, top hat attendance aspect out of the grade book. So it's there um, and I can see who's engaged and who isn't. I know when you, who's attending and who isn't, um, but it's not a formal part of your grade. So when it comes to your grade, and this is something that was in the syllabus, um, there are uh, five assignments that are gonna play a part. There are three quizzes, there is a midterm, and there is your final assessment. Each of those will actually be done on Blackboard. And, and you know, the, the reason for that is that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're all used to using Blackboard and everything like that now. So that's where your grade will be. So the top hat grade is there. It'll tell you what your grade may be. It'll tell you what your attendance may be. That means nothing. Just this semester specifically, that means nothing. All of your grade will come down to those three quizzes, midterm, final assignment. All of that will be hosted on Blackboard and that's where your grade will be. Um, and that's just how I've tried to be uh, a little bit more flexible for those instances in which people can't attend and we can't really, you know, we can't hold you to the fire on uh, on attendance when, you know, there's there's all these things going on in the, in, the, in the world. People are working more, we've got family things going on, you know, people have to go get vaccines, all this kind of stuff. So just to be a bit more flexible this semester, that's how we're doing it. But yeah, you will see some numbers that it'll, it'll tell you about your attendance and your grade and you can just ignore those straight away. So I hope that clears that up, but please let me know if it doesn't. So the next question I got was actually, I had a couple questions just basically telling me shows that people liked, um, which was really good. Um, and then I had a couple kind of just asking me what shows I like or what I look for in a TV show. So uh, it's interesting. I think with, sometimes you watch a TV show and it's very much, it's very bingeable and it's very easy, right? I think that the more, the more extreme the portrayal of the psychologist, the more I find it, and the more, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it, but the more I find it kind of just easier to watch and easier to think, right? So this idea, like, what one I'm watching at the moment, uh, Prodigal Son is, God, God awful. Um, or or the Hannibal one I was watching uh, at the start of this summer, a marathon, that one. And the, the, the Mentalist is another one. The portrayal of the, I guess, the psychology aspect of it is so over the top and and so out of there and so ludicrous that you almost oh sorry did you not enjoy that answer 
<laughs> yeah, you're fine. Um, it's so ludicrous that I just find it very, I just, I just turn off that part of my brain and I don't really think about plausibility or, or realism. What I find more engaging, and this is something I've really moved to recently, is darker, grittier characters. And I mean that on the detective side and then on the victim side. And I enjoy almost exploring the complexity of those characters more. And it's actually something I'm going to do as an extra credit opportunity, is I'm going to ask you what characters you would like, uh, I guess, me to look at from a psychological standpoint and kind of put together, I guess, kind of like mini profiles or just some ideas about what kind of, what is going on there. But you're like a couple of the characters that really resonated with me that I've really enjoyed, I think, unpacking would be um, Patrick... You're right. You're fine. Okay. Patrick Bateman, always. James Bond in Skyfall is a super intense character. And even I mentioned it in class. I've been watching The Sinner. And the victims in The Sinner, sorry, the, the, the perpetrators in The Sinner are really interesting characters. You know, the second one, you've got this idea of kind of the child. The first one is Jessica Biel and her kind of her, her torment. But what's really interesting is the Harry Ambrose character. And especially in season one, the 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 kind of the personality profiles of that. So I kind of, I don't watch the crime shows with a view to how is the psychologist doing it? You know, that classic stuff we always talk about, the criminal minds, the Luther, the mentalist, the, you know, those kind of, all of those ones where there's a, there's a protagonist psychologist doing, you know, real world psychology. That, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I could put it on and watch it. I could put any crime show on and watch it. But to me, what I really enjoy is deep, complex characters that clearly are leveraging psychological concepts of, of repression, of trauma, um, of kind of battling with their histories, and trying to put that one together. You're right. You saying hello to everyone? Who's going to win the stereo match? All right, come on, get down. Everyone, I'll be back. Hey, everyone. So uh, we're back. Um, turns out he didn't want to go outside, he just wanted to play. So we're just going to have a guest for this next part. So the third part of the, the third question for Sundays with Shortland is this question of, of recapping Toulmin's philosophy of argument and kind of why it is, it's a very weird thing to bring into a forensic psychology course. So, so why does it matter and what is it? And why would I, in theory, kind of, I guess, bring it into the classroom? And, and I hold it in, in really high esteem. Now, so let's re recap why we brought Toulmin's in in the first place. And we brought Toulmin's in because we needed a way to evaluate the quality of a claim that somebody was making about an offender in a in a a, a profiling sense right so so people are making a range of different claims and developing a range of different profiles and we needed a way to assess whether they're doing it well, and then better yet, how to do it properly and in a way that is 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 useful. And, and, and so what Tormins comes down to is Tormins is basically a way to go beyond a binary affirmative statement to a statement that contains nuance, proportionality, honesty, transparency, and and kind of limitations in it. Right. So you can think about this in any um, any realm in the world. Right. So let me give a, let me give you an example. Right. 
we will defeat COVID. Right, that's a affirmative. You can come back up if you want. That's an affirmative statement, right? And it basically gives you a, a binary of we will, done. Okay, fine. If you look at that in a Tormin sense, you'd say, well, okay, well, well, it's not a lot of depth in there, not a lot of detail, is there? So what a Tormin's version would look like would be almost kind of, you know, because COVID is a, um, is a airborne virus and we've dealt with those in the past, we are confident that we can overcome the challenges that it poses. In fact, we're, pr we're, we're largely confident, and this is based on our previous experience developing vaccines for other airborne viruses that we have since been able to control and contain um, and, 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 you know, live with, e.g. Um, SARS. However, in the instance that COVID continues to mutate and it mutates faster and becomes resilient to vaccines, then our calculation of our ability to defeat COVID will have to be reevaluated. Now, I've said the exact same things in both sentences. One of them, obviously, as you can see, has more depth, more honesty and more information for you. right? And that's what Toolman's is about. It's about giving a police officer insight into how you came up with your judgment how confident you are in your judgment and kind of why you are saying the things that you're saying. Really? Really? Right, we're going to deal with this one again. Come on, you. That time you did want to go out. Sorry, so, so, sorry, sorry for the, the many Sunday evening disruptions. Um, so back to, the, back to the point I was making. So that's what Toolmins is about. So what Toolmins says is it basically says that the, the perfect way to phrase knowledge or, or convey a point involves six different things, all of which need to be present. So the first thing is the claim, right? I am saying X. So let's go, let's go with the COVID example and then we'll do a crime example, right? We can defeat COVID, okay? That's a claim. Modality. How confident are we? Let's say I am 95% convinced that I can beat COVID, okay? Grounds. Why am I convinced that I can beat COVID? Because COVID is a airborne uh, pathogen or disease, and we have dealt with other diseases in the past, I am 90% confident that we can beat COVID. Now, the question is, why do you think you can beat COVID just because it's an airborne virus because previous research on airborne viruses has shown us that they can be defeated. So now you understand why this element of the of the world or case has led me to this claim. Okay. However, the last missing piece is we need a rebuttal, which is the if this happens, I am no longer correct, right? Unless COVID appears to be mutating incredibly fast, at which point, ignore everything I've said, because I'm no longer confident in it. So what all Toolman is doing is it's giving us a way to kind of strategically approach making, we now have a cat, strategically approach making a claim about something. So in the offender profiling world, right, let's go with... Um, uh, let's go with the case that there is, again, the case we gave in class, right? There is a murder of a 23-year-old woman. We could go with Mary Jones in the profiling case we did, right? The claim may be, I believe the offender is under 30 and male. 
Now I could just say that to an investigative officer. He's under 30 and he's male. But if I just say that to an investigative officer, he doesn't know why I think that. He doesn't know how confident I am. And to be fair, he doesn't know when to stop listening to me and to stop listening to me and to basically ignore everything I've told him because we haven't given him all of the information about why we think they're under 30 and they're male. So let's track it with Tormans. Claim the offender is under 30 and male, right? How confident are you? We'll come to confidence in a minute. Why do I think that? Because the victim is under 25 and female, okay? And previous research has shown us, that's backing and warrant, previous research has shown us that when the victim is female and under 25, the offender is often male and under 30. Now we have that one missing piece of how confident are we? Is it 50% of the time, 60% of the time, 99% of the time? Well, let's just say, what does research say? Research says 85% of the time that relationship exists. Now you know what I'm saying, how confident I am, why I'm saying it, and what evidence allows me to link these two things, link the age of the victim to the age of the offender. However, still missing the rebuttal, right? So we need to think about under what conditions would all of everything I've just said be total crap? Um, unless there is evidence that the victim um, was involved in criminal activity. And the reason for that may be that if the victim is, is, is involved in a life of crime, I don't know, is involved in a life of crime, the average age may be a lot higher suddenly because it's more likely to be gang related. I don't know. But the point of it is that in, if a certain situation arises or a certain piece of information arises, ignore everything I've just said. Now, the, the beauty of Tormins is that you can use it in every single walk of life. I tell graduate students to use Tormins. I tell my online students in my online classes, use Tormins. Don't just say, I think X. Tell me what makes you think X, how confident you are in X, what research exists that supports you thinking X, and when can you abandon X? So Tormins is not, it's not an offender profiling thing, but it's just this philosophy, as in a philosopher, this is what philosophers do, I believe, just sat down and said, well, what makes the perfect argument, right? And he came up with Tormund's philosophy of argument. And then it was Lawrence Allison who said, how can we evaluate whether a profiler is giving a shitty claim or the perfect claim? Well, Tormund's already developed a framework to think about what perfection in making an argument is. So we'll use that and we'll evaluate our profiles. And now it's been integrated to the point that modern day profiles are built in accordance with Tormund. So you can imagine the, the, the so the behavioural investigative advisor goes to the case, sees an element of the case and wants to make a claim, he or she will work through a Tormund's in their mind. Right, what's my claim? My claim is about the, the age of the victim. Right, what's the grounds? Right, what, what, what is it about the case that's making me say this? Okay, what's the, what's the modality? How confident am I in this? And what is the research that lets me say it? And then most importantly, when, when will, what, on, under what conditions will I be wrong? Okay, right. 
And that's how they'll now write the profile that they then give to the police officer. So when the police officer reads it, he understands how confident they are in their judgment, why they're making their judgment, what it is about the case that's allowing them to make that judgment and when to basically throw it out the window and ignore it. And that is so much more useful than claim, 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 right? Think about this one last example and then I'll, I'll let you all go back to your Sunday evenings. Imagine you write your midterm, right? And, 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 you, and, and I say, I'll give you feedback. Okay, cool. And you send me back your midterm and your feedback says, Good, bad, total trash, right? One of those three. You don't know anything about where that's come from. You have no idea where any of that's come from, right? You need more information about what I am thinking and why, other than me giving you an affirmative statement, right? And you can think about profiles the exact same way. You as the reader, the digester, the user of the profile, in order for it to be useful, you need to have more information than just my answer. You need to know where that answer came from. It's like in math, right? It's in math, showing your workings. That's what Toolman is, right? So I hope that clears it up, but it's a philosophical framework from the 19, 1958 that Lawrence Allison applied to offender profiling in the early 2003s through to the 2006s. And basically it's a framework to write things with with depth and elaboration and transparency and that is what we need our profiles to include so thank you very much um, i hope that answer was useful i hope it did clear up a little bit of the toolman stuff um especially as that's a kind of an, an important idea about kind of how to do profiling well and the game i always play is you know watch your criminal minds watch whatever it is and and think to yourself right? think about well, what have i just heard is that a claim 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 yeah always right were there any grounds was there a rebuttal was there a was there a modality was there a warrant was there a backing it's, it's just it's an interesting way to just to, to keep it in your mind and, and and kind of use it and if it ever helps you in the real world ever helps you write an essay then that's a that's a double bonus but thank you so much for the questions i really enjoyed answering them always enjoy talking about my tv shows um have a wonderful week i'm very excited for the week we have coming up, and I hope you are too. So enjoy your weekend. Goodbye.